Shut up and sit down. What is going on, everyone? What is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 75 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, Nate's on mute. <laughs> say, Nate's on mute. Oops. No, hey, I'm, Scott. I'm back. <laughs> My bad. That was awesome. Never done that before. Yeah, episode right. 75, off, off with a bang. So that's, a, that's <laughs> awesome. Hey, it's, it's nice to have the, the, the group back together again. So Yes, like, it's been a little bit since we've all been here. You the know what, back together. You, you know what, though? Like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to pop my own collar right now. Me and Scott's episode last week, I said, to do a spoiler-free review of the movie and for that shit to last over an hour... Bam! I'm like, yeah. That episode <clears throat> sounded great. It, like I said, it, the interactions were great. Like I said, it was amazing. So, Scott, hats off to I, you, sir. I, yeah, no, I'm so surprised that we didn't like shit the bed and drop start dropping spoilers mid uh, mid conversation because I really thought like we could get maybe a half an hour before we started dropping some bombs. No, it, hey, it, you guys did a great job on that. I was uh, in the chat and I was like. I, you know, partially listening, I'm like, okay, if I hear anything that might be spoilery, just get out of there. But yeah, you guys did a good job keeping it non-spoilery. So nice. It's a good episode. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was, I was surprised that we could actually carry on a conversation without spoilers for, for literally as long as we did. I thought it was going to be like a half hour episode, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Especially with just the, just two of us on there. So like I said, the fact is that we carried it out. Like I said, you know. Kudos, kudos to Scott. Kudos, you know, kudos to you said both of us because like I said that conversation was. I mean, I actually listened to that entire episode on on the way home from the bus, uh, on the way back home on the bus, and like I said, just it sounded really good. So like I said, it just. But you know what? That's all going to change this week because like I said if you are uh, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, you've had a week to see it. So now we get to actually talk some spoilers <laughs> because the rest of the crew has seen it. Yeah. So now, so like like we said. Jeremy and I would give you guys a week. We would give you a week. There is some spoilery shit that we have to talk about. I think Jeremy and I's negatives need to be reviewed now in a, with a spoiler lens applied to them. Absolutely. I think a week is fair enough. You know, If you really yeah. want to see the movie, you'll see it within a week. I was dying to see it. I didn't get to see it until today, but I'm glad that I did for this. Yep, but, I went last night, so we're all finally caught up. Awesome. Yep. So before we get too far into that, Larry, I said I know you have a, a couple shout-outs to give, right? I do. So as you know, we record our podcast live on YouTube Saturday nights. And I think we forget to give shout-outs to our audio listeners. So a uh, special shout-out to all the audio listeners, um, but a couple in particular, Ed and Jessica, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Butt-Wasted. So shout out to Ed. Um, I know he's been listening to the audio version and like reposting it as soon as it drops. So thank you, Ed. You're awesome. Totally appreciate you. And we got a shout out from Clint Crockett too. Uh, so shout out to, to Clint. He, he tweeted out that he was listening to us, the fun cast and the new podcast, Secondary Heroes, which is pretty awesome. Um, so thank you, Clint. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you to all our audio listeners. I know we forget about you sometimes, but we appreciate you guys too. 
Now, now Larry, like, so, you know, so besides giving the things, where where can like if if someone doesn't catch us live, where can they listen to us at? You can listen to us just about anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. You can get us on iTunes, Google Play, and you can also listen to us on a new app called Podcoin. <laughs> Podcoin is an app that actually pays you to listen to podcasts. For like every 10 minutes you listen, you earn uh, these pod coins, and then you get enough pod coins, you can turn it into like Amazon gift cards and other cool stuff. It's in the iTunes App Store. It's on Google Play. It's called Podcoin. I've been listening to it this week. We're actually in the top 10. Uh, I, these guys don't even know. We've actually made it to like, we're number nine on the top 10 podcasts on Podcoin what? right now. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> if if they only actually listened, that would change. <laughs> right. Oh, em- Emily says you can also listen to us on Castbox. So yes, thank you, Emily. You nice. name it, we're probably there. Right. Most of those places are are very happy to put content on. So as many places we can find, we usually get added in. Well, the, the yeah. funny thing is, like I said, the half of the half the time, like I said, we get we get we find out like after the fact that we're we're on like a platform. Like so, for example, <laughs> we we get this email one time. I, I just got to tell this story before we get too far. Um, we get this email one time saying, "Hey, congratulations! Your podcast is now on Podknife." Um, yeah, and, yeah. Like, we were like some we, random we, podcast yeah. platform, right? Podknife. Yeah, we got a couple of them where they're like, "Yeah, like we're gonna use your your feed and like put your show." And we're like, "Okay." But yeah, I love how it's like it's now on there. It wasn't like a hey, can we do it? It's like just to let you know, we're gonna try to take some listeners. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. <laughs> no matter where you listen, we appreciate all of you. So thank you. I agree. Well, and in terms of that, in terms of that appreciation, like I said, everyone else now we do do giveaways. So we do have a current giveaway going on. Uh, Larry, so what, what kind of give, what kind of stuff are we giving away uh, this time? So we have an active giveaway. It is the Super Mega Super Smash Bros. Prize Pack giveaway. Wait, did you say Super Mega Super Smash Brothers Prize Pack giveaway? I think he said Super Mega Super Smash Brothers Prize Pack giveaway. He did say Super Mega Super Smash Brothers Prize Pack giveaway. I did say Super Mega Super Smash Bros. Prize Pack giveaway. Oh, you know, it feels good to do that again. That, so no, I just have to say how we played a really like we got them all right, but we played that old telephone game <laughs> where you go around. We had too many words that we were all going like Super Mega. Right. Yeah. Super I started getting stressed. I'm like, oh god, I can't screw this up. It makes your head hurt a little bit, but it's an awesome giveaway. You can win a Nintendo eShop gift card, which you can use for whatever you want. You play Fortnite, go get yourself some V Bucks. You want to download a game, go download a game. Uh, it's your money. Uh, got a Mario Amiibo because Amiibos are still awesome, and it wouldn't be a super mega price back giveaway without a couple pops, so you can get that 8-bit Chase Ryu and a pretty awesome Sonic Pop holding some rings. That sounds pretty epic and pretty mega. That sounds like super it. mega. Yep, so you can head over to... It's, still, it's going on for like three more weeks. Uh, you can head over to stsguys.fun. Uh, all the details are in a video on our YouTube page. Um, it's got the link there to the links on all our social media. It's super easy. STSguys.fun. Uh, it's through Gleam. You just do a couple actions, uh, like check out our YouTube page or like us on Facebook and you get entries and we'll announce the winner live on the podcast right here on YouTube on Saturday, April 6th. 
That sounds pretty super mega. I can't wait to see who wins. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So, okay. So I, let's get into kind of the, the Captain Marvel aspect of things here. Uh, I, so Jeremy and I, let's recap here. Our scores were me three and a half, you four. Yes. Right? Yes. So, okay. So now we, we need to get everyone else's scores in there. Uh, Nate, let's get the score first. All right. So first thing about Captain Marvel, this one's one of the different Marvel movies, but that's one thing I actually really like about it. It was self-contained. It wasn't relying really on anything else. No other characters. I'm going to go a little higher and say a four and a half. And it might be just because I watched it today, but I actually really, really enjoyed it. Whoa, crazy, crazy. Um, That's uh, that's high praise. Like I I liked it too. Like you said, it, it stands alone. Which I've realized, I've come to realize that most of these solo movies, they're just going to stand alone. Uh, I think one of the big problems I had with Black Panther is it didn't kind of tie into the whole thing like I wanted it to. And that was my fault for having pre- preconceived notions. That's one thing I didn't have going into Captain Marvel. Um, so I'm, I'm learning to be a better uh, audience member on these things too. Uh, I'd say like it was good. I- I'd give it a three out of five. So we each have a different rating for the movie. And, I, and yeah. so that's, that, I'm curious to kind of see kind of where this fits into um, basically our entire ranking of, of the MCU. So we're going to get to that here in, in a second. So let's just do kind of a, a quick little recap, um, kind of like conversation about Captain Marvel real quick. And then we'll jump into basically where we asked our audience to basically give us their top five, uh, top five MCU movies, and then all the STS guys went through their top um, MCU movies as well. 20, we actually top, ranked. We'll say the top yeah. twenty-one. Yeah, we, no, we we ranked the entire MCU from one to twenty-one. Whoa, to date, to date, that Ooh. that is that that is a feet and a half. Like I said, right I had a, from Iron Man to Captain Marvel. Wow, like I said, from from beginning to from beginning to end. Yep. No, so, so, you need so, to end game. So, oh, I see what you did right? there. I see what you did there. Smooth. See, what I, see, see where I'm going? All right. So, so Nate, I want to, I want to, I want to go with you first, uh, just because I said you, you gave it a, a rating of a four and a half. And so, kind of, kind of give me some, uh, some backstory of, of why you gave it that rating, kind of some things you liked, some things you didn't like. Uh, and like, since, feel free. It's, it's like I said, it's okay to spoil. And now that you've, that you've seen yes. it. So, sorry, so, audience, close your ears if you don't want to hear spoilers. Burp. There you go. Spoiler I'm trying not to spoil right it too much until we get to more of the details. But the thing uh, that I really loved, one of the main things I loved about Captain Marvel, it was a real treat for the fans that have been there since the beginning. There's so many throwbacks to older movies and connections to older characters and the development of Nick Fury, which has been there from the beginning. Um, it's just a really cool like creative story and it, like i said it felt different at first i wasn't sure if i liked it. i'm like i don't know if i like this this feels a lot different but as i watched it as i saw the story develop i'm like this is a really cool addition to the avengers line and a totally different aspect and a you know really powerful character that's got a, a diverse background and you get to learn a lot about who she is um and they developed the story really well there's some good twists and turns but I thought Brie Larson actually did a really good job for the role. I get that she gets a lot of flack for like not having emotion, but 
I thought she played the role really well. And uh, it was cool to see her kind of develop her powers as the movie went on. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, it was just felt really fresh and original, and it makes me really excited for Endgame, especially those end credit scenes. So, um, so, so, so real quick, and I also want to get your 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 quick thoughts on on the very beginning of the movie. So, so how about that tribute to Stan? Wasn't that wasn't that cool in the very oh, beginning? Oh, dude, that was so cool. Uh, seeing the uh, you know the open credit scene, and it's all just Stan shots, and then you get to see Stan in the movie. You know, he's on the train. And they played such a cool tribute to him, and that was amazing to see. It was a, it was a nice surprise, too, because I didn't really know that was in the movie or in the beginning, but uh, it immediately made me start smiling. I'm like, this is cool. No, I, I was telling Scott last week, I was the guy in the theater who started the clap. <laughs> there were some people not that the disease, that I joined Not along. the disease, an actual clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stan, man. You, can't, you have to clap for Stan. I mean, he's, yeah. he's so iconic. So uh, such a huge contribution to what we've been able to enjoy these last 10 or 12 years now. No, a- a- absolutely. So, so Larry, let, let me get kind of get your, your high level thoughts real quick in regards to kind of what you thought, some, some highs and lows for you in regards to the movie. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I, like Nate said, I think Brie Larson did a really good job. Um, right. She's likable character. Uh, I, any, like, like Nate was talking about like no emotion and stuff or some of the criticisms. Like, I think maybe that was partly because like, she's still figuring out who she is. Um, I kind of liked how we got to figure out who she is, like as she's figuring out who she is. And that part was really cool. Um, like the, yeah, the 90s stuff, like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm getting a little bit over the the throwback, <laughs> like all the music and stuff. I, I know you guys were, were okay with it. And yeah, I liked it better than like Umbrella Academy, but like, I don't know. Like I, I was thinking too the, the other day, like what do kids think about all these throwback songs? Like I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to place my, like myself in their shoes. Like what do they think about like a no doubt song? Like I assume they right. think these are all just these dinosaur bands kind of like yeah. we would think like if they play like an Elvis Presley song, like when we were little or something, right? Like it's these oldies. Why are they putting on all these oldies? God, yeah, like, just made me feel so old, Larry. No, it's, it's absolutely it's what true. it is. But think about like Guardians with like the, yeah, the oh, late yeah. 70s and things like there was enough of that in the 80s when we we were like growing up and stuff that we got, you know, some of those those references were, were still there. But yeah, but Nine like, Inch Nails, kids, Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana, yeah. they're all dinosaur bands now, man. Like, yeah. True. So, yeah, it's just I don't get like I think kids are just. Or I think it's just like their parents' fogey stuff. Yeah, like, exactly right. <laughs> old people hanging on Facebook, listening yeah. to REM, like whatever. That's me um, in the corner. <laughs> I did like so, that throwback music, though. Even though, like you guys were saying, it makes me feel old. I'm like, yeah. yes, like, it was cool to, to hear like all that those those bands in a movie. Yeah, like that that was cool. Well, that like, part where she goes to Radio Shack and she makes that communicator thing, and you see a. Yeah. part of a game boy you're like that that's cool there's some a lot of throwback stuff there yeah yeah i did like the radio shack part that was cool um and the nine inch nail shirt that was that was fine like it the happy days lunchbox was pretty awesome like it, oh, of, it, yeah. first, first, okay first off okay, of course you would love the happy days lunchbox <laughs> hey <laughs> oh okay okay yeah. so so real, real quick just because you brought up the lunchbox so obviously that lunchbox plays a, a, a key part right you know so in regards to mm-hmm. like you know you know, holding you know a certain item and things like that. But like I said this is this is this is where I'm I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring again and just and basically say you know what this is gonna happen. 
Secret Invasion. I said I said the Secret Invasion storyline is definitely a real thing because okay, so that that lunchbox isn't a new lunchbox. That lunchbox is an old lunchbox from like the fifth, like from like from like the from the late sixties, early seventies. Meaning, basically, there were scrolls around back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, so there could be more that we don't know about. There could be yeah, more fair. that we don't don't know, know about. Right, it wasn't like an elf lunchbox or something that was relevant in the late eighties. Yeah, that's fair. But like, hold on. So, like scrolls, right? Are the scrolls good guys or are they bad uh, guys? So I'm I'm so, I'm gonna quote. Okay, no, quick. Can, 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 can I? I, I know what you're you're gonna quote. Go, can I just put this one? Uh, do you think that, as he said, they're the only ones around? Because they implicitly say in the movie there's a lot of different groups because they got splintered. Yeah, well, that it's sure. it's it's that, and then it's it's a quote that Kevin Feige said. It's like, like he, basically, he came back and said because that that was a lot of criticism that he got in regards to why'd you make the scrolls good guys in in this movie, and it, I, the exact quote was I can't, I can't I can't quote it exactly, but it was basically in in terms of, hey, are all humans good? There's good humans and bad humans, just like there's like hey, there could be good scrolls and bad scrolls. So it's just mm-hmm. like it just because just because a certain percentage of the population is bad doesn't mean that entire race is bad so it's just a matter of and, and that's that's basically what kevin feige was saying when mm-hmm. when to this reporter in regards to the reason why they chose the scrolls as as a protagonist in this situation rather than an antagonist right yeah, yeah so, that was definitely an interesting flip for me because yeah. i went in just thinking these were going to be the bad guys the whole movie is kind of built up that way but then I mean, even though they turn somewhat good, it's only really because they have the same goal towards the end. Like she realizes, okay, I've been lied to. They're actually not as good as they say they are. So now we have to team up because we have the same goal. And then she goes away for what, like 24 years to try to help them find a homeland or something. That to me, I just, I wish they would tell us a little bit more. Maybe Captain Marvel 2 is going to expand on that a little bit, but that's a lot of time to be helping those people. Captain Marvel yeah. 2 who'd be centered around Y2K. <laughs> that would actually be pretty awesome. That would be Her, really cool. You know, it would be actually kind of cool oh, that one God. of the, like they're on there and one of their ships would break or something because right. it was <laughs> Y2K yeah. compliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they weren't Y2K compliant. Like that would actually be quite funny. That that right. that would actually be funny. I, I would actually yep. pay to, to watch a movie where like I said a, their a spaceship wasn't Y2K yep. compliant. So before we move on, I have a very important point. Um, Nate talked about it, right? Like this, I, I, going into this, I thought the scrolls were the bad guys. Um, and it ends up being Jude Law, which <clears throat> I, I, I owe you guys. And I told you so, because I believe there's an episode where I said that they didn't specifically mention Jude Law's character name and he's probably the bad guy. And I remember somebody, maybe Scott, being like, no, 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 he's Captain, he's Marvel, he's Marvel. We, everyone thought he was. I know. That was one of the things that like threw me on the movie was yeah. Marvel being a scientist and not just kind of a, a superhero. Yeah, and, you know, kind of making that thing that they're they're not a hero like in the comics, but it's this person that's like just trying to make an engine, you know, like that. Yeah, that she- threw me. She's down low doing stuff. But uh, yeah, so, right, mm-hmm. Jude Law's the bad guy, and it's that that kind of classic misdirection. But I'll say that one of the things that I didn't like about Captain Marvel 
was the fact that it was that misdirection, that the Skrulls weren't the bad guy. Because then I think it kind of makes Jude Law, uh, he's kind of a weak villain. Like, so <clears throat> precedent, right? Um, they've done this before. Uh, Mandalorian in Iron Man 3. That that movie, right? That was one of the weaker MCU well, movies. Um, he's, he's, the, he did. He said it. He said Mandalorian, Jeremy. I knew you were going to call him on that. Oh, man. Uh, never mind. Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, Mandarin. the Boba Fett. Yeah. Sorry. The Mandarin. The, the Boba Fett movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, the Mandarin. I knew you were going to call him and you, you, you tried oh, to stop no. yourself, but I got it. I deserve that. Thank you. Um, so not, yeah, Mandarin, not Boba Fett, the, the guy named after an orange. Um, and then what was the other movie where they did Misdirection? I totally just forgot what it was because I got sidetracked on Boba Fett related items. Um, uh, Guardians 2? With the- yeah, Guardians 2, again, weak. Yep. Uh, there was another big one that I'm spacing right Winter now. Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of Winter Soldier. No, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Where, where right trailers and oh. all that, we thought Ghost was going to be the bad guy, and then no, it's just right. It's it's it's, it's not Walter Walter Goggins or Groggins. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a stupid guy, right? Again, weak villain. I like I, I think when they do that misdirection, it ends up like making the villains a little bit weaker, which is like one of the common complaints about Marvel movies, and they just did it again. I'm just like, like so, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. They so, kind of did that in Black Panther too with Claw, right? Yeah. I thought yeah, Claw was going to be a bigger villain. He ends mm-hmm. up getting thrown away pretty easily. So and Killmonger takes the show. So I, yeah. I, I have a, I, ha, I have a theory, and I, and I have a thought on this. It, it, it doesn't really bother me that much, and, and, and here's why. And I, and I think that some of these, like I said, these independent movies, like I said, if, if it was this larger than life villain in regards to, like I said, it's, it has to be believable that this one person can stop them. And right. rather than it's going to take a, a team of, of people, like I said, where the threat's so big, it's like going to take, like I said, the Avengers to, 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 to sure. stop somebody. Um, so in regards to like the weaker villains, like I said, yeah, some of them are like totally weak. Like I honestly think, um, to your point, Nate, that Claw could have been like said, an entire villain, an entire villain for, for a Black Panther movie. I wish they wouldn't have actually killed him off. Um, Me too. Because I this, think- just, this just lets him come back in his all sound form. Yeah. So I, I think, I, I think, uh, I think. They are. They could do a little bit better on the villains, but as far as like I said, being like kind of weak villains for some of these movies, like I said that that point doesn't bother me just because like I said it just it makes them a believable a believable villain in regards to where this yeah. this person can overtake yeah. them without the help of somebody else. I think that's a great point. Uh, and even though these villains may be more weak, what Marvel's really good about giving us is more and more content about classic villains that we know about and we've read about and it's cool to see them on screen sometimes you wish they were used a little bit differently or they got some more screen time but ultimately we're getting so much more content and just keeps building out this world yeah so before we get like i said into the the ratings real quick i think i think another important thing to discuss just because now nate that you've seen it because it got ruined by instagram stories for you um I think I think we need to discuss the the uh, Infinity War end game. Oh, I'm sorry, that the Avengers End Game trailer. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, that has to be a point of discussion. So, what what did you guys think of the trailer? Good trailer. Like it didn't show too much. Like Nate, like me, Scott and I watched it on Thursday when it first dropped, and Nate's like, oh, "Don't talk about it. I don't want to see it." And I'm like, I turned to Scott. I'm like, "They really didn't spoil no, that much. No. Like it was it was really it was really trailer. nothing." No, right. Half of it is uh, just flashbacks to the old movies, which was yeah. fine, right? That's yeah. I, it was. I really think for 
a trailer like i think they're learning don't show too much and mm-hmm. that's what endgame just did no I, yeah i i agree with that and then i i, I like the fact that too like i said just even in, in that very first trailer that came out i said you can tell that they doctored that that very first trailer compared to yeah. the, the second trailer just because oh, yeah because like i said the first trailer i said the first trailer didn't have them in their spacesuits versus the second trailer same exact shot had them in their spacesuits like and it just it makes you wonder what else has been basically doctored in some of these trailers in regards to make it fit the trailer rather than actually fit the movie. Right. Um, That's a valid point. And I texted you guys this, you know, like Larry said, I tried to avoid the trailer. Uh, I know it's hard to do, especially on social media nowadays. Everybody puts it in their story and their posts. I ended up seeing it that way. But I just, Endgame is one of those movies that is, I'm so excited for. It's like the end of a era and I just don't want to be spoiled at all. And I, I texted the guys and I said, you know, it didn't show a whole lot, but what it did do is confirmed that Ant-Man and Tony get saved. So even though we've seen Tony stranded in space multiple times, they created all this suspense in the first trailer. They already kind of squashed it. It's like, all right, don't worry. They're they're okay. They're with the team. So, so but that, here's the question. They did that with the Hulk. Yeah. In the last one. That, right. they, they showed him team. in a scene mm-hmm. and he's not there. So they could have... Yeah, yep. they just pick them what out if, yeah. and place them somewhere, you know, from thing again, as Jeremy said, misdirection. Yeah. Very yeah, I think I think Ant-Man's fine. But what if Tony's not really there? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, yeah, you guys. What you if know, that's... They, they did the same thing before? So there's a chance they can yep. do it again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, they've got that's that going for them too vision. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't trust them anymore, too, which is interesting. So even if they show us stuff, it's like, ah, it might not be real. It could be a scroll. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> too soon yes yes um no i said i i said i said i can't i can't wait to have a, a larry i told you so moment i said when that finally happens because <laughs> it's gonna happen i think i said i know it's gonna happen now i said if anything captain marvel did for me it made me do that one thing captain marvel did for me though i uh, said so i said i know we're, we're getting i said we're getting off track because we're talking about the, uh, the the trailer one thing captain marvel did for me though was it made me want to go back and rewatch and retrace a couple steps because when the Tesseract showed up in Captain Marvel, I had like I, I started scratching my head. I'm like, where did that come from? Um, yeah. Just because yeah, I'm, like, I, 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 I'm like, I, I knew, like I said, I said, Shield had, I thought, because I, I, I thought Shield had it at that point in time. Yeah. And so, so I'm like, why did, why did Marvel have this in order to create this engine? So I actually so, went back and rewatched. Rewatched uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, which kind of played into actually my ratings because upon rewatching that movie after seeing all these other movies, I had an, actually a new appreciation for First Avenger. Like, yeah, it. it, it I, I jumped, noticed that one was high up on your list. Yeah, it jumped. Yeah. It jumped up in my rankings. Like I said, I said a lot because, like I said, I, I rewatched it. And I had a. I'm like, man, this is actually a really good movie. Like, I, I maybe I just get, I got so overexcited for like all the flashiness of 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 the of the newer movies, and I, I'm not a fan of period movies as it is anyways, and so I think that's why I ha- it had an original distaste for me. But I rewatched it, and I'm like, this is actually a really good movie. And seeing the, and and being able to actually trace the steps of the Tesseract in that in that movie to see, okay, it went from you know. Red Skull, and then down the ocean, Howard Stark recovers it, and then basically Howard Stark was actually involved with Project Pegasus. Right. Like, there's oh, actually cool. a, even a mention of that. Like so the, oh, wow. uh, yeah. So, with, with, so I, I was uh, gonna say you actually see that plaque 
later in uh, the first Avengers movie, but now it the, but it now says Shield and Pegasus joint venture on the same like plaque mm-hmm. into the the underground tunnel. I'm so glad you guys brought that up because I was immediately going to ask one of you: Does that tie out like the way that that happened with the Tesseract? Because I kept thinking about, well, that was back in the '50s, and then it gets you know into the ocean. I couldn't really connect the dots of where it would end up. Yeah, it made sense by by rewatching first uh, Captain America: First Avenger. I was able to retrace the steps and to confirm it. It does line up with the story. Yeah, it everything about it says, yeah, this is fine. Like it it can be in space at that point. Cool. Nah, I, I, that, that's where I was like completely like I'm like okay. Once that showed back up, I'm like hmm. I'm like okay. I'm like <laughs> does this? I'm like I'm, it, it, it. It. I actually kind of can't wait for Captain Marvel to come out on Blu-ray uh, just so I can rewatch it. Just because I think that actually took away from some of the movie for me. Just because I spent like probably the last like 20, 30 minutes trying to retrace it in my head in regards to basically <laughs> oh. the the timeline of the Tesseract and, and how it could have ended up there. And so where I immediately came home and rewatched Captain America the First Avenger after watching Captain Marvel, um, just so I can see, like, I'm like, I need to see, I, I need to confirm this because otherwise it's going to drive me nuts in regards yeah. to, like, does this line up with the story? And like I said, in fact, it actually does line up quite well. Um, there's, there's actually a couple different mentions uh, of, one, Howard Stark having it, um, Project Pegasus, and then even in some of the journals in Iron Man Two and Iron Man Three, when he's like reading through his, like his dad's journals, it actually references the uh, basically Project Pegasus and also like I said the Power Cube or, or oh, wow. this, this power source, and then actually he has drawn sketches of this power source. Right, that's cool. He, he actually cool. draws like the diagram of a tesseract. So yeah, it's, right. it, yeah. It, to, to, to all the stuff, it, it's just weird to see like all the stuff that was all in all these movies that have been there the entire time, but at the time you just didn't realize what importance they would play until like I said something towards the very end. I said uh, of basically these these three phases of, of the MCU. So it's just it's weird, but it's also part of the creative genius of Kevin Feige himself. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. All right, so cool. let's. So let's, yeah, so, so Larry, you said you had a couple of people respond, right, to our, our question of yeah. What so was earlier, the top five. Yeah, earlier this week, I posted up on our social media and said, "Hey, send me your top five Marvel movies." Didn't want all twenty one because that would take forever, but <laughs> we got a we got a few here. Um, let's see. So I'm just gonna run through them real quick, right, and then we can talk about it. Uh, so friend of the channel, Russ man, uh, who is on Instagram at RLM underscore comics, underscore and (laughs) underscore collectibles. Russ's top five were infinity war, civil war, Ragnarok, winter soldier, and guardians of the galaxy Two. Uh, Matthew's nerdy nation. Uh, I was Matthew's nerdy on Instagram. His top five are homecoming, black Panther, guardians, ant-man, and the first Avenger. So some similarities right there already. Uh, we got top five from the real Jasmine Sherman uh, on Instagram, who has a great podcast called Flip It and Reverse It. Her and her guy buddy. Uh, check that out if you got a minute. Her top five were Infinity War, Guardians, Homecoming, Avengers, and Age of Ultron. Uh, got two more. So friend of the channel, uh, Clint Crockett. 
Collector Clint on Twitter and check him out on Twitch. Every Tuesday he does some awesome Nintendo live streams uh, at Clint Crockett on Twitch. Uh, his top five were Infinity War, Ant-Man, Guardians, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man. Um, last one, uh, friend, part of the STS fam, Travis Moore, who is more for me on Twitter, said his top five are Infinity War, Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Ant-Man. So what do you guys think? A lot of similarities, right? Almost everybody yeah. had Infinity War. A uh, couple, uh, couple ones that I don't have so high on my list, maybe. No, not really. It's, it's a pretty solid list, right? A lot, yeah. of, a lot of Avengers or Civil War-related ones. They, a lot of people I, like Spider-Man. I was going to say one of the, the, the big ones I saw was uh, Winter Soldier came up quite a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, Infinity War, that one, that one, that one popped up yeah. a few times. And then a couple, yeah. a couple surprises on there too. Like, so there's, like I said, I, like that Age of Ultron. And I said that one, that one, that one kind of surprised me. Which like I said, I thought, I thought Age of Ultron was 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 a good movie. Just, for for me personally, like I said it was is more middle of the pack. But like I said it's 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 nice to see that that holds. Like I said, such value. Like I said with, with some different people. That's that, that's great. Yeah, I, I really like Age of Ultron. So you'll see that's high in my list. But I, I'm surprised only one person mentioned Black Panther. Everybody supposedly loves Black Panther. Yeah. Not me. Not not me either. <laughs> but, I mean, it's okay. All right. Well, how do we want to do? Uh, how do we want to do our rankings? So let let's just go through. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll start with the top, our top five, based on cumulative, right? Cumulative score. The official. Yeah. The official STS guys yes. MCU ranked. Right. So. Well, explain explain how I said the, you did the rankings yeah. and how the cumulative so, score goes. Yeah. So basically, uh, what what we did here is we each gave a ranking. You know, one, two, three, four, five to each of the movies. And what I did is I took whatever the total score was at the end. I took the the film with the lowest score overall uh, is going to be the the one at the top of our list. So let's go through the top five here. Dude, Let, bottom, up, bottom, this. Up, bottom up. Okay. Well, I, which one do you think? Oh, you want to go? Okay. You want to go from the bottom? You want to yes. go bottom five? All right. What's the this least is, favorite? The, okay, th- this is what great thing is. I said that outside of that whole list, we had one tie, All and right. that is for the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man three. <laughs> Both are in the the bottom twenty with an EVA score that all four of the STS guys ranked it either the twentieth. Or twenty first movie between the two of them to get an they have an equivalent score. We we actually scored them uh, both the same, just flip flopped. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, for me, like there's definite tears, and it was kind of a toss up. So both, yeah, bleh, right, yeah, yeah. very, it, yeah, very it, poor it, that, in the MCU. That was the yeah. only one that there was like no general like negative outliers for that one that was very interesting um okay so after that we have the first thor then iron man 2 then thor the dark world so that comes in at 17 ouch i really like dark world but i'm one of the few people even though i I don't know how low i had it but i had it pretty low you and i i think put it a about no yeah about the same it was, it was 
generally about between 16 and 19 for all of us. That, that yeah. one was actually pretty unanimous. Right. It's that lower two thirds. Now, the lower next thing. two surprised me even more because this is where Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Ant-Man and the Wasp end up. Yeah. 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 I mean, that which, sounds about right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Like I said, it's. No. Like they so, came out, of, like they they came out around the same time too. Like I wonder if there's something to that, but yeah, the, the, not, some of those, not my favorite. So those mid tier guys here. So now this is uh, the sequels, one. Jeremy, both both, both sequels. sequels yeah, so both the sequel ones, which it, it reminds me why they well, are down on the the well, list. Oh, here, part partly here. Let me let me let me say this real quick. So I, I just they're sequels, but I think they're both for for me anyways. They're both were kind of doomed anyway, just because of, of where they fell at on um, basically the release schedule of, of Marvel movies. So Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I said, came out... Uh, well, that came out after Age of Ultron. Uh, was, was that the next one after Age of Ultron? I, I know it came after, like said, a big... or No, no, it came after Civil War. It came after Civil War. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I said, you, you basically, you have like this... Avengers 2.5 movie, and then you're basically expecting basically this next movie to really connect, like I said, interconnect the MCU universe, and, and you know this this is really going to be a strong puzzle piece in that in that universe, and it fizzled out and, and, and wasn't. Same thing kind of with Ant Man and the Wasp. Like I said, you had Infinity War. They said that was the next movie to come out, and you're expecting like, hey, you know what? This is really going to tie in. Like I said, there's there's going to be something that's going to really kind of be a building block from that last movie, and there wasn't. And I, and I think for me anyways, I think that's what kind of like scored those movies down lower for me just because the timing of their releases were almost almost a personal letdown for me just because they, they didn't really have an impact as far as story goes for me. Yeah, I agree with that. And Ant-Man and the Wasp felt like the Wasp and Ant-Man. It was like more Wasp. Just let's introduce this supporting character, focus a little bit less on Ant-Man. I mean, his suit was broken the entire movie. Right. Come on. Yeah. It had issues. And I was like, we can talk about it. We, there's a whole podcast on it, but I was very disappointed by Ghost. Uh, I actually rewatched that like a week ago because um, it's on Netflix right now. But it's just not a, like it's fine, but it's not a great movie. Yeah. yeah. I think so that for me is big, too. Like, how willing am I to go back and rewatch a movie? And yeah. I know some of these that are like really high on my list, I've seen multiple times. Yeah. Same. And, like that's might not be fair to some of the ones that we haven't spent that much time on. Like when I rewatched Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was only the second time I had seen it where I've seen like Winter Soldier and maybe Guardians of, you know, five or six times. Um, and like Jeremy's talking about First Avenger a couple minutes ago. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched First Avenger. It's probably been like eight years or something. So like some of these, like I probably haven't spent the right amount of time on either. Uh, there's, but there's 21 freaking movies now, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's too many. It's too many. Yeah, so never been, there's, there's never too many. Let's move down the the list here. So coming in at 14, Captain America, the first Avenger. Hey, hey I just mentioned that. You did. <laughs> uh, down from that, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then Age of Ultron. Ooh. And let's, let's just drop it in here. Black Panther is the last one we have in this little grouping coming in at number 11. Wow. Outside of the top 10. It yeah, 
I was surprised. So let's talk about that, that for a minute. One. Who? Because I, I think I had. Oh, let me check mine real quick. So I had Black Panther at eight, right? So Black Panther is definitely in my top ten. Who had Black Panther outside of their top ten? I did. I think I'm pretty sure. I, I did. did. Me, yeah, actually, me and me and Jeremy both put it at twelve. Mine's the exact exact same as Larry. I had it as eight. Yeah. So we both we both had. <laughs> uh, kind of a, another decisive split on that one. Yeah, like it was, it's not my top 10 anymore. Like it may have been before a few, uh, you know, movies before it, but it, yeah, unfortunately it's, it's dropped out of the top 10. It's surprising because I remember you really, really liking that movie. When I, it came I, out. I really, really did. Right. Way and more actually, than me. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, uh, but after rewatching it and other ones, other ones like like jeremy said like you rewatch some of them sometimes in those yeah, you know those, those older movies sometimes grow on you and there's a few that i watched scott can you read can you read the individual scores for first for captain america first avenger captain america first avenger so yours is what's throwing off this one i had 17 you put it at five larry was at 15 and nate gave it a 16 yeah, like, yeah. like, like I knew it, it, it gained for me. Like I said, it's, I, I'm curious for you. Like I said, I, I want to give you guys some homework. Like I said, over the next like, couple weeks <laughs> or so, go back and rewatch that movie. Like you'll, you'll honestly have a new appreciation for it of kind of where it ties into the MCU, especially kind of with, like I said, the whole Captain Marvel aspect now. Like I, I gained a whole nother appreciation for that movie. Uh, like I said, it's, it's amazing. Like it's, yeah. I, I I didn't think it was gonna jump that far for me, but I said I I re- came home, rewatched it right after Captain Marvel, and I had such a bigger appreciation for that movie. Yeah, that's fair. I'm looking at my list right now. I, I had it at 15, but I had it. I have it below. Um, the two right above it are Ragnarok and Ant Man and the Wasp, and I didn't really like either of those. So I can see how I could easily move First Avenger up two spots if I was to watch it and appreciate it a little more. So. Yeah. That's a good Fine, point. Mr. Jeremy. I'll go do yes. some homework. No, I think that's a solid point. You know, now that we've seen Captain Marvel, I'm interested just to see that connection back into it. So that would probably make me appreciate that movie more. All right, Scott, continue. Okay, so let's go through. So now we're we're breaching into the STS guys top ten. Drum roll. Coming in at coming in at number ten, Captain America: Civil War. I'm a little bit surprised this wasn't a little higher. Yeah, that that one kind of threw me. I thought it would be be up there. What this it, was what, number what's five the range? For what's, me. what's what's the range for, for everybody's got? Uh, they're all pretty good. So you got uh, uh, me at nine, you ten, Larry eleven, and Nate at five. So yeah, that's right. That's about where it should be. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 just. I thought it would be a little bit higher because I knew I had dropped my score and I thought I was going to be an outlier on that one. So that was, yeah, I like that was an interesting one. I think I've watched, I've rewatched that one somewhat recently and, and I do appreciate it more than I did the first viewing. The like, This is one of the ones that I had expectations on and it just met none of them. Um, so like walking out of the theater, I'm just like, Oh, that movie wasn't that great. Like, um, and the trailer showed a lot, um, but like rewatching it, trying to separate myself from those preconceived notions, like it's not a bad movie, but it still didn't crack my top 10 because the top 10 is just so packed. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, it was one of my uh, more favored movies in the MCU. It's I've seen it a ton of times, and every time I see it, I gain more and more appreciation for the huge story they're creating in that. Just the way they're able to, you know, break the Avengers apart, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, they're focusing on these things that are really emotional aspects for these characters. I just, I love that movie. All right, continue so on. Let's Scott. move on here. So, coming in at number nine, Doctor Strange. That's a fitting spot for it. Like, I was like, I said, I, yeah, because that's another movie where I, once I rewatched it, I had, I had a, a uh, a better appreciation for it. Um, mm-hmm. I actually liked it more when I viewed it at home that, than I did in the, in the theater. Partly because I think the theater kind of just, like tripped me out because of the kaleidoscope effect of, uh, of a lot of the special effects. That was a little hard yeah. to watch in the theater, uh, especially with with glasses and reflections and stuff like that. Um, but watching it at home and honestly the development of the character, Benedict Cumberbatch does a great job developing mm-hmm. that character and then to, to see that how he, how he carried that through into like infinity war and also a little bit into uh ragnarok as well I, it makes me excited for a doctor strange too yes i'm dying to see more of that character i appreciate him way more than i originally thought i ever would uh but i totally agree with you cumberbatch does an amazing job yeah i agree like he was after infinity war right all the buzz was around doctor strange and like I enjoyed the first, you know, the standalone movie, but um, I feel like he just gained a new appreciation uh, after Infinity War. So it'll be interesting to see his role in Endgame. Uh, hey, real quick, on, on the Funko front, that's another thing that surprised me. We we never got a Doctor Strange Infinity War Funko Pop. Yeah, no, you're right. There were a bunch for Doctor Strange, uh, the movie, but yeah. no, that that, that one that one that one kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Yeah, especially with I how agree. well at what how well he was received in the movie. Yeah, exactly. I could do like a multiple arms one. That'd I was cool. uh, that would be cool. I was hoping for uh, uh, maybe I said maybe for San Diego Comic Con. I said maybe there's there's still hope. <laughs> maybe man, like they're um, still making Justice League pops. So <laughs> like I don't uh, know, but by, but by San Diego Endgame will have been out for like three months. So I, you'd think that they'd be focused on Endgame, but who knows? It's yeah. all right. There's a there's a ton of pops. We'll survive. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on. So this is where our new girl shows up here. Captain Marvel comes in at number eight. It's pretty high, man. That's actually really high. <laughs> this is another one of those where generally we had a lot of consensus that, uh, I mean, Larry, you were the the kind of outlier here in terms of where, where we put it. Um, but yeah, a lot of us put it right at eight. I think both it was eight for me and Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, that's strong though, right? To be yeah. in your top 10. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I had it at 12. So just outside my top 10. But um, yeah. yeah, it was a good movie. I wonder how much uh, that, that impact though was the fact that it was so fresh in your guys' minds. It, it, it could be. Again, we'll re- go through this. I mean, we have yeah. Endgame and Spider-Man coming up, so we're going to redo this again. Yeah, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see to see if it drops the next time we do this. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert, we're going to do this again sometime. Oh, guys. yeah. Maybe, <laughs> we, maybe yeah. it'll be like a, a, a annual like March thing or something. or every, uh, Yeah, right, once every a year. year. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So let's go on. So coming in, number seven, we have Ant-Man. Nice. I brought I that one up. <laughs> Larry had that pretty high on his yeah. list. Yeah. Number and, three, baby. And it's number six for me. It's not my top five, but it, it's 
it's up there. Yeah, I know some people don't like it, uh, but I really like Paul Rudd, and it was just a good, fun comic book movie. Yeah, I mean, I really did like it, but it's kind of middle of the road for me. I ranked it at 12. Even though I think it's a great movie, it's not up there as one of the top 10s for me. Cool. So let's move in here. Uh, we have six is Thor Ragnarok. I I, I got to look at this because I think that moved down for somebody because that was number five in our old top five. Dun, dun, dun. Burm, burm, burm. I'm going to guess it's Larry. It was Larry. <laughs> burm, 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 burm. No, no. So, <laughs> Larry is the one that did bring that one down. Did I move it even further down than I had it last time? I think a I, little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking at my Let list right now. I've got it at 14. I just didn't, like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy Ragnarok as much as, like, the rest of the world did. But yeah, Me and Nate both have it at four. Jeremy has it at six. Yeah. Uh, you had it at fourteen. No, he had it at thirteen last time, Larry. So it's oh, okay. so I dropped it down. Had. I dropped it down one yeah. spot, which is Captain Marvel. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, Captain that Marvel knocked, knocked it down here. So let's get into our our, our top five here. Top five, 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 five. Rounding out the five. list at number five. Number is five, Iron Man. 2008 yes. solid spot um uh, yes that's the kickoff yeah. to the mcu that's, that's solid right yeah like i i would be hard pressed to not put the kickoff movie in the top five i really love iron man i love uh warmonger in there i think he's a great villain it was cool to see two iron mans kind of face each other and that end fight scene just does it for me yeah even all the the early stuff where he's in the desert like making the suit and all that like those are the scenes that stand on my head the most is actually like the the first like 30 minutes or an hour like it's yeah. it's still a it was outside my top five but it was a really good movie really strong origin story yeah, yeah. so which brings us to another first at number four is marvel's the avengers that's that first kind of team up and another one you're hard pressed not to put in your your top now like how how amazing was that though like in regards to like a a cinematic feat like I said just that 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 first entry that first team up movie like just like how are they going to pull this off like they've had all these build up movies there's so much hype like I said at the end of at the end of Iron Man at that, that first when like I said when you almost missed it because like I said you didn't stick around for any credit scenes just but now, like I said, the entire theater is packed full of people watching end yeah. credit scenes because now it's it's expected to, to, to have something else in, in regards to the movie. When Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson step, steps out, I'd like to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Like, <laughs> like how awesome is that? Also, plus, like I said, kind of quick plug for Captain Marvel. How awesome was it in regards to basically where he came up with the name of the Avenger Initiative? That was cool. Stole it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, that, it, 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 I have to say, I, I say this though, Nate, but I gotta give give you some crap because you did put that one really low. <laughs> <laughs> it was thirteenth on my list. Um, I really liked the Avengers. But I just thought the follow ups that did the team ups did it better. Uh, even though it was one of the first ones, I just felt like Age of Ultron felt like a better team up movie to me. So I actually ranked Age of Ultron a little higher than the Avengers. Yeah. That's fair. I had all three Avengers movies back to back to back but uh 
the first Avengers was my lowest of the three. I mean, it's a great, it was great at the time and it was a feast, like Harvey says in the chat, it was a feast for the eyes getting to see all the characters come together. I just feel like they've done those team ups better from now on. Yeah, no, that's fair. They kind of they learn from the first one. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed all, all three of the Avengers movies plus Civil War, because Civil War was basically an Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like for, for when I was ranking the, the, the Infinity War, Age of Ultron, and First Avengers, like it really was just a toss up of which went where, right? You can't go wrong with any one of those yeah. three. No. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. I think to your point, the team up movies end up ranking a little higher for me. Um, like uh, most of the team ups where you get the core characters are pretty high on my list. So, you know, even the newer ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's yeah. move on. Number three is uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, great movie. Still a great movie. Yeah. Also, just, I'm going to say the re most rewatchable. Yeah, yeah, it's just a fun, just just a fun movie. I remember genuinely just really enjoying every single minute of that movie in the theater. Yeah. Just it kept me engaged. I, I didn't want it to go, you know, be over from that opening credits, uh, opening scene where he's in the cave dancing along to the song. It's so good. Yep. Right. Well, you're like, I want this to keep going on forever. And then you get Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and you're like, oh, no, make it stop. Yeah, stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> but, what happened but, to you? Yeah. But you know what? So coming back to redeem himself, James Gunn. Yeah. For number three. Yeah. Which, uh, that's I'm crazy. so excited. Okay, that's huge yeah. news. That's huge news. Like that's yeah. it's pretty awesome. It's it was surprising, I gotta say, because Disney changed their mind. They don't normally do that, but they probably saw we desperately need James Gunn back to yeah. well, and maybe out. maybe they just thought about it more too and were like, hey, what he said wasn't really that bad. Maybe the context was, you know, a little blurry and well, you know, he also said he apologized for it. Like and I think yeah, that, that in regards to like like I said, if he if you're if you're able to come out and apologize against, you know, your past transgressions, like I said, you shouldn't, like I said, I said, there, there's certain things I said that are, that are, that are un unforgivable and, and, and things like that. But at the same point in time, like I said, it just, there's, if, if we, if we, if we can all move past it, like I said, we can all basically learn lessons from it. Let's, let's learn lessons from it and, and move on. So I'm glad that he's back and I'm glad that said so Disney gave him a, another chance. And I, and I think that just goes kind of like, you know what, there are our second chances out there just so as long as you're, you're willing to take them. Well said. So, so let's jump into number, number two, two. two. Avengers infinity war. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. That, that one was not a shocker that it ended up in either the one or, or, you know, two spot basically for most of us. No, that was, I, it was, it was a great movie. Like, yes. Uh, it was so good. And like I just talked about the team ups got better as it went on. And this was a oh, yeah. great example of that. The way they split the teams up, everyone felt like a huge piece to the movie and they're all so well done. Yeah, well, even though there's dozens of characters, it felt like everyone got appropriate screen time. Yeah, it was really well handled. Yeah, everyone got appropriate screen time. And then it was like I said, 
there was no lulls either. It was like this, it was basically yeah. nonstop, and then basically shifting perspectives, like from from character arcs to character arcs. Plus, I said, I said, I think this is the first Avengers movie that, that brought real emotion for for the for the characters too. Yeah, like I said that whole Gamora death scene, like I said, just that the music that ties with that, and and this kind of that the whole scenery and kind of build up to that. So it actually was an emotional part of, of of the movie as well, and so, and I think that Endgame is just going to be like I said, just elevate it to you know to the next level. Infinity War is number one for me. So cool. So let's go to the STS guys. Number one, reigning champion at number one of the rankings, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, solid spot. Like yes, yeah, great movie. It Such is. a great movie. It's been my number one is since the first time I started doing rankings in my head. Yeah. And so it's going to take a lot to dethrone Winter Soldier, right? Cap was great. Black Widow was great. Uh, Nick Fury was great. It's the story's fun. It's it's a good yeah. movie. Well, it was so- that first real movie where you just kind of went like. Oh shit! Like while you're watching it, when the whole Hydra thing happens, yes, like yeah. it's a mind blowing like it's, reveal. It's that, and I think it's a, it's important that I just said it's a good movie and not just a good superhero movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was just a good movie. No, that's 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 the point that I was going to make. It's like I said, you you could basically take a non a person who hates comic book movies to that movie. Like say for example, say say the older generation that that, that may not like I said appreciate you know the MCU from a, like a spy type you know thriller type of drama action movie like it 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 has it has all that you don't have to be a fan of a comic book movie or Captain America to be able to enjoy that movie like I said it's it's a good all around movie yeah you, you could replace that with a character say with a well known name of like maybe Jack Ryan. And people would have been like, oh, it's a great movie. Like, there's so much cool stuff. Dominic yeah, totally. Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> That's I never knocked on no one. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? That's Fast and Furious 15. Is they're going to start bringing them in. Captain needs our help. <laughs> Family sticks together. <laughs> Brian comes back as an evil guy. Yeah. Oh, then they'll just use that, uh, right? They'll use Disney's face yeah. <laughs> the stuff that they used to make Nick Fury look younger. They'll, they'll use yeah. that to bring back uh, Paul Walker. Uh, well, so, and, and one thing I love about Winter Soldier is that highway fight scene is so badass. When uh, you know Captain America and Winter Soldier are going against each other, you're just seeing them fight. And I gained some new respect for Captain America after watching that. Like, damn, that guy can hold his own. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the one movie where I could sit and like see watching and getting to be able to like forget about the whole interconnectedness of the movie. Cause you were just engaged in that story of like, who's the good guy. Who's a bad guy. How's this going to turn out? Like it's, it's Jeremy called it a spy, a spy th- thriller. It, yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's a spy movie. Uh, it's and he superhero takes a, spies. Yeah. He takes an RPG to the shield. No. Well, it's- so I, I have something I've, I've also noticed too. Like, so this is why I'm anxious to get for you guys to do your homework and actually go back and watch first Avenger too, is the, in that first Avenger movie, you, you forget how much of a badass Captain America is. Like he goes in, like I said, in later movies, he's not killing people. 
in the in first Avenger, he's freaking murdering people because he comes in busting out with like guns drawn and starts blasting yeah. everybody. Like the fact that he carries a gun in that one and uses a, a Colt nineteen eleven as true. his like main weapon, and he just uh, yeah. He kicks at a door forget and literally he, starts opening fire and wasting everybody. Yeah, shooting people. But forget the fact that he uses his shield to knock people out of, like, trees in that one, too. And, like, people fall into their death. It's okay, guys. It's not yeah. hy- Hydra. Not to yeah. Hydra. It's, exactly. Like, that's fair. Because really, when I think of that movie, the first thing I think of is the skinny CG Chris Evans. Not the, uh, not the Captain America superhero fighting Nazis Chris Evans. So... It's time for a rewatch. No, nah, it's it's definitely worth a rewatch. Okay, speaking of the de-aging though, because I know we just talked about the Nick Fury de-aging. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about the Coulson de-aging? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was the thing that, that, that Jim and I had to talk about, like the Coulson de-aging. Just the. I think I know the scene you're talking about, and I, it didn't bother me that much. Like, I almost wondered if it was like he was making that like stoic face because he was a scroll. Was it the, Was it the scene in the car when he was a scroll? No, there's one about? where he's like. He's like in an elevator, like in the stairwell or something. No, there's the stairwell one is is bad, but it's when like one of the he like tells him that the the he's in the car with him and Coles, the real Colson's like, "What do you mean?" kind of thing. Like yeah. he then looks at this direction and it, yeah, his <laughs> face looks I like a, he looks, looks like, like a, Ken a Ken doll. doll. He it looks like a Ken doll. He's like, yeah. Eric, so. just because I, I I have to do it. Uh, hey, keep, dude, pull, keep, pull keep talking amongst talking yourself. About. So yeah, no, the, I, the... I thought, man, I thought the de aging was really. I, I get the scene you're talking about, but seeing Coulson back was such a treat. It was such yeah. a, a cool thing about that movie. It's one of the things I loved about Captain Marvel. Like I said, is those throwbacks. Yeah. And Nick Fury looked awesome. It looked like young Samuel Jackson to me. Speaking yeah. speak, speaking of Nick Fury, though. Jeremy, we didn't get to talk about how Nick Fury loses his eye. Yeah, somebody asked that earlier. I was, I was going to say we should talk about that. Yeah, because I love the fact that in reality, it's basically a cat scratch. Yeah. But yeah. when he goes to... Uh, Come on, look or, at that. Okay, that's on Jeremy. There it is. There, there he is. Kendall. Kendall Clark Gray. <laughs> look, he's, he's got the Jay Leto chin, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's just, okay. It's not it very looks, good. It yeah. looks very weird. But that Freeze was the only frame like that. Like, yeah. It's okay. uh so it's not bad. Like back to how he lost his eye. Yeah, so how he lost his eye. Like imagine the fact that he gets to go to Earth and say this alien thing called a flurgan destroyed my eye. And everyone's like, Oh, you fought this badass alien, but in reality it was basically a cat scratch. Yep. Well, doesn't he say later on in one of like in one of the movies, like somebody asked him what happened to his eye, and it's like somebody he trusted, or yeah. Yeah. he thought he it's, trusted. It's a freaking cat. That's it was it yeah. was a it was a a flurgan. <laughs> yeah. I it's pretty I good. Didn't really. That's one of the things about the movie I didn't like as much. I just thought it was a because they had such a. Why didn't they just have him lose his eye in that first crash? I just felt like that was a teaser, man. That was the teaser. Yeah. That's, that's, when yeah. you, that's when you think it's going to happen, but it doesn't happen. I, I, I think they went for kind of that comical thing because, like I said, he gets to claim an alien did it. True, but you, we, you know, as the audience, you get to see kind of what that that alien was. I knew after it didn't happen the crash, I'm like, all right, it's going to happen some goofy moment, and we're just going to be like, really, that's how he lost his eye, Nick Fury. Yeah. But 
I mean, it was funny nonetheless. It was cool. I like Goose. Like it was a, it was, it was fun. Like I think you guys mentioned it last week. Like yeah. I, I hope we see more of Goose in some way, which I, yeah. I think the general consensus is uh, everybody loves Goose, so he's gonna be back. I, I just can't wait to see a bunch of little girls no. carrying around Goose, uh, stuffed <laughs> animals with the tentacles coming no, out the you, mouth. They, like, they, Larry, you're completely right, though. Everyone loves Goose. And Scott, you're right. Little girls. There's a picture of someone that's in my house that once I saw the Goose Funko Pops with the tentacles, had to get that one and the chase from ShoeMeStore.com. <laughs> you, can, you too can order the, the, the Flurkin Goose set from ShoeMeStore.com and use code STSGUYS to save yourself 10%. 10, 10, 10%. Yeah, so head over to shoemystore.com and enter code STSGUYS to save yourself 10%. That's a great idea. Who yeah. doesn't like saving money? You know what else you can get at Shoemy Store? You can get that Charizard pop. You keep your Pokemon set complete, guys. Gotta catch them all. Yep. Like STDs. <laughs> well, that... And then another thing you can get, too, is uh, said you can also order... So Shoemy has some of the best, like, honestly, soft prop protectors... <laughs> I choose you, Chlamydia. <laughs> Herpes simplex, go. <laughs> so about the soft protectors, Jeremy. Are all those pops on that shelf behind you in Shumi store branded pop protectors? The majority of them it? are. And I actually just ordered some more for our trip to San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. Good idea. I need to do that, too. Good, good thing. You, you, you probably should because they're not due to the store till May, so we might want to put your order oh. in now. Yeah, use nope, code SCS guys. <laughs> Save ten percent. Good call out. So you're that order that bought the goose bundle <laughs> and the pop protectors that I saw hit our uh, page. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mystery mystery solved. solved. Yeah. Cool. That works. So I think Larry, I, I think. We've gone through all the stuff we need. Let's hear that shill. So a couple things, right? Um, next week on the STS guys, if everything goes as planned, we're going to have a special guest. Um, last week, Jeremy and I were on episode 146 of Talking Pops. Well, next week, Mike and Josh from Talking Pops are going to join us right here live uh, with the STS guys. So we'll be talking some pops. With talking pops, <laughs> whoa, whoa, crazy, crazy. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. They are currently at Emerald City Comic Con, uh, so we'll be talking about how they got started uh, with their podcast. We'll be talking about their Funko collections. We'll be talking about the cons they've been to, like ECCC, and they were just at New York Toy Fair and stuff. So uh, if you collect pops, you definitely don't want to miss that one. Um. And I know you. I know you're gonna happy that Instagram's back up. So go <laughs> check us out on Instagram at SDS Guys. Uh, we are on Twitter at SDS Guys. And we are on the Facebook at the SDS Guys. And I am Larry from the SDS Guys. Shown like a villain. Pow pow. Pow. And pow. I got a certain Lord of uh, Apocalypse recently. Whoa. So you might see that unboxing hit our channel. So stay tuned. Yep, stsguys.online takes you right to our YouTube page. I've got some Funko stuff in the mail this week, uh, so expect that Mezco unboxing from Nate. Uh, I think Jeremy's got some Funko stuff on the way too, so 
Uh, should be some pop unboxings coming real soon. Uh, don't forget about that giveaway. That super mega, super smash bros price back giveaway. Head over to sdsguys.fun. Uh, get your entries in. Get yourself some cool pops. That sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. So, for this week's episode, episode 75 of the SCS Guys, I've been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And we're the SCS Guys. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. 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 We dug ourselves into a hole. (laughs) Not like anybody's taking off their shirt. Sit down.